how high will interest rates really go in 2023? In this video, I'm gonna share with you my analysis for over the next 12 months, where I see interest rates going, how I see them playing out month by month. And of course, I'm gonna disagree with some of these economists and banks that come out every year and suggest the world's going to shit. Not because I'm just an optimistic guy, but I don't like the doom and gloom. And I definitely don't like these clickbait articles that suggest a 30% drop in property prices every single year. Let's drop it down. Let's figure out what's happening in Australian real estate and home loans. If you're interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name is Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now I really urge you to press that subscribe button and hit the bell notifications. Why? Because I'm uploading on this channel every single day. I wanna bring you as much value as possible, especially during this time where most people are not gonna be looking at these videos. They're going out there, watching Channel 9 News, looking at clickbait articles about how the doom and gloom is taking over and the world's gone to shit. I want you guys to share this out. I wanna grow this community community with you, bring some value. So with that, let's continue. Now, recently in my Patreon mastermind, I shared some of my thoughts around interest rates and how I thought they were going to slow down and they did. The RBA's latest increase was 0.25% rather than the normal 0.5% we've been seeing for the last few months. So does this mean it's time to pivot? Does it mean the central bank here in Australia is going to now change the way they approach interest rates moving forward? Yeah, probably. But before we jump into my month by month prediction of what the RBA is actually going to do, let's go and look at what the current state of the financial market market is when it comes to mortgages here in Australia. Now we do have a couple of clowns that come out on the internet and suggest that, oh, you know, we've got so much mortgage stress and the entire market's going to drop by 40 or 42%. But in reality, this is the data we're getting from APRA. So let's have a look. Now the official data covers non-performing loans, which tracks loans that are 90 or more days behind on repayments. And what we can see here is firstly, it's such a low percentage at 0.7%. But not only that, we've actually seen this number decrease for the last two years. And we haven't really seen this increase. And yes, we could say that some of these interest rates really haven't come into effect. But when you start corroborating this with all the other data we have available to us, it starts painting a really accurate picture, a really balanced approach to what's actually happening with Australian mortgages. We can zoom out a little bit here and look at loans from 30 to 89 days past due. So this is just before they become over 90 days, which would be non-performing loans. And what we can see here is that there's actually been a decline even in this. What we can see is from 2019, we've seen a drop, a steady decline all the way down to 0.4%, which is what we're seeing currently in the market. Now this data is to about August to September 2022. So it hasn't really taken into consideration the latest two rate hikes, but it can't be much different. Even if we did see a slight upturn, when we start comparing this with the LVR positions in Australia, you're really going to start questioning what you're reading out there. This by far was my most interesting chart that I wanted to share with you guys. Now what this is, is the outstanding LVR distribution. So basically loan to value ratios. Let's say you went out there and bought a property at 90% LVR, so loan to value ratio, that means you're going and putting a 10% deposit in. In this case, if we've got an average here of 75% as an LVR, which is at the bottom axis, then that means you've gone in and put a 25% deposit down, or you have 25% of equity in that property. So if the property is worth $100,000, you've got 25,000 as your deposit or equity, and 75,000 is debt. And that's what we're seeing here. In January 2020, what we saw was an average LVR position here of about 75 to 76%. 
6%. However, in February 2022, now yes, this is before the rate hikes, we have seen an average position closer to about 50%. And this is very important. Reason being is that as we've seen property prices go up and people's level of debt has stayed relatively the same, the LVR positions naturally go lower. You see, if you buy a property and you've got a 90% loan to value ratio, if the property goes and increases by 10, 20 or 30%, that 90% is going to drop to 80, 70 and 60%. And that is what we're seeing right now. On this channel, I've spoken about negative equity and that is the worst position to be in. Reason being is that if you couldn't make your monthly repayments, you'd be forced to sell. Now, what the banks are going to do when they go and repossess your home, which is what everyone's scared of at the moment, but clearly we don't have an issue right now, is that they would go out there and say, well, we need to sell this house on your behalf. We're going to repossess your home. We're going to sell it so that we can cover all of our debt. That's going to get paid out first. And then after that, we're going to cover any of the other expenses. Let's say you bought a property for $1 million and you went and put a 10% deposit in, so a 90% LVR. If the property then dropped by 10 or 15%, then you would be in a negative equity territory, which means even after selling that property, you would still have debt left over. That is the worst position to be in. And that in turn would cascade into basically the entire market dropping by a lot because once you've repossessed the home, you want to try and quickly sell it. And that would start decreasing the median value of what that property is worth. And it would start sending shockwaves across the market. Everyone would try and undercut each other. And that's the worst position to be in. A very similar situation that played out in the GFC in the US market not here. Why the LVR position distribution is so important is because if we see a majority of the loans at 80 or 90%, then that means if the market comes back by about 15%, we're going to have a large portion of our mortgages all in negative equity territory. That is when things get concerning because as the rates start increasing, people can't handle the deficit cash flow. They're going to have to now offload their property ASAP or they risk a repossession by the bank. However, when you've got the average LVR position closer to about 50%, even if the property market dropped by 25 you could still say, well, I don't need to sell it unless my cash flow is really bad. And let's say the rates hike up as well. And now you're in a position where you can't afford to pay off the mortgage. You're going to have to now sell. The banks are going to go, well, we need to sell this place. But what they can do is they can sell it at what they believe is the market rate or something that they could get today and very quickly. That would still be higher than what your debt is left on that property. So in most cases, you would be able to go and sell the property, say for $800,000. But the loan that you still have on there that needs to be repaid is probably closer to five or six hundred. This would mean that with the sale of the property, you get rid of the debt, but you also have some money in your pocket. I know there was a lot to cover off there, but the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because I want you to get an idea of what's actually happening with real data in the property market. Now, of course, I can share with you some charts and data that's online, but the fact is that this is all delayed. We're yet to see the real full effects of the last few interest rate hikes. What we can use as an indicator is our consumer confidence. Now, although this is not as delayed as the other charts in terms of the data it originates from, it is fairly accurate in suggesting what the market's feeling at the moment. Now, there's a couple of points I want to make here. We are now at levels that we've seen previously during the 2020 pandemic crash, as well as the GFC. And when we look back at those times and we look at property, we look at shares, we look at crypto, you think about how people were scared during those times, but it actually ended up being the best times to invest. Now, of course, I'm not a financial advisor and I can't give you that sort of advice because I'm a guy on YouTube with a black t-shirt. So what you should do is use these videos as a prompt to start researching and thinking outside of what 
what you're reading online or what Channel 9 is pushing as their agenda. What we can see is that people are scared at the moment and that is when the biggest opportunities will be around. Now, here's the final chart I'll share with you guys before I share exactly what my predictions are. Now, this here is the cash rate for Australia over the past 25 to 30 years. And what we can see is that every time we've tried to increase rates very quickly, we've had to drop them down and they've dropped a lot further than the base they started off with before they started going up. Hopefully that made sense. But essentially what I'm saying is every time we've increased, that point is a point of no return. We never go and revisit those points. So you can see here in 2003, we went all the way up in the lead up to the GFC. We then had to drop our rates. But the next time we increased our rates, we only got up about halfway to where the height was of 2008. Now, yes, I know the market is different now, but these are good indicators to use to be able to go and figure out how high could they go and what the next moves would look like. What we've seen since 2011 has been decline after decline in this market when it comes to the cash rate. We've tried to stimulate the economy, have as much money flowing in through the system and everyone made a lot of money. But what we've seen this year is the increase in the cash rate at one of the fastest paces we've ever seen. And the reason being is because we've got high levels of inflation. Now, will inflation ever go away? Yes, it will. Just like any other cycle, things will normalize and go back to the median trend. And what we can see is with this median trend, the trend is your friend until the end. And what we can see is that it always goes down. So despite this rash move that we've seen lately in the interest rates aggressively moving up, it's more so a short-term move rather than a long-term average. And what I mean by that is that the inflationary pressures we're facing, some of them are really short-term. Like the fact that we've got conflict in the European countries, we've got gas prices, energy prices all taking off. We've had the pandemic, so we're still reeling from the effects of all that money being printed, all that money coming into the system. But once we start bleeding out all of these things, once things start normalizing again, we should see the economy improve and be more productive. And this in turn will start increasing the supply of goods going around the world. We've seen already what's happening in China. Due to the virus, they haven't been able to actually operate as a fully efficient economy. That then has flow on effects to the rest of the world. This inflation, I believe, is more to do with supply and constraints in supply with supply chain issues rather than demand. What we're focusing on right now is by increasing interest rates, we're going down the path of demand destruction. So we're trying to kill off demand because inflation's too high. And once they stabilize as supply increases and demand decreases, we should start seeing that inflation number come down. If you have learned something, definitely share this video out to someone else because I think it's very important we all stay aware of what's happening versus just reading the clickbait stuff out there. Because in 12 months time, I'm telling you, the articles will say the exact opposite. And that's when you're gonna have that fear of missing out again. So here's my month by month play as to what I think is gonna happen with interest rates here in Australia. We can pin this video, we can come back to it in 12 months and realize either I'm an idiot and I completely screwed up or yes, this pretty much played out. Now here I've got is November, we should have an increase of 25 basis points. In December, I think we have another 25 basis points and that is it. In January, we don't have a meeting for the RBA. In Feb, they will come back and we will have no changes. In March, they're gonna realize we're effed, so no changes again. And then in April, we're gonna realize again, we've probably screwed up because now everything's turning the opposite way. We're gonna have to start opening things up, but just like any big ship, it takes time to turn. And when you're turning, that's when all the damage could happen. So again, April, no change. May, they realize we need to change. And I believe the first cut could either be in May or June of 2023. I did share my thoughts around what the banks are predicting, what they're thinking is gonna happen to interest rates. You should definitely go check out that video here. Now, keeping this in mind, how does that make you prepare for what's coming in the next 12 to 24 months? Are you simply waiting for confirmation before these things happen? Or are you going out there getting as much information as possible and then starting to put plans in action? As I mentioned before on the channel, there were people that have contacted me for strategy sessions from three months ago. At the time, they were really keen, got scared because they watched a bunch of stuff online. And then they came back three months later to go, oh shit, like I missed out on probably three to 4% gains in the market while the rest of the market was collapsing. 
collapsing, but now they couldn't get a loan. Now with the next increases that we see in the next couple of months, you might then have your borrowing capacity slashed again. And that might mean that you're out of the market, not just for now, but you might not enter the market again for the next 12 or 24 months. So plan accordingly, have a strategy. If you need the help with finding property or having a strategy, definitely contact me. There's a link in the description below to my website for Search Property The Buyers Agency, as well as the pinned comment will have my email. Contact me directly. We can start making things happen. I hope you guys have enjoyed this video. And if you have, smash that like button, subscribe if you haven't already and press that bell icon. That'll notify you when I'm bringing out some more value for you guys. Thank you so much for watching and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.